morning show. Mo crinkles her bag of cough drops <laughs> right into the microphone. Well, I was trying to do it before you started, but... I ain't got all that time. Jeez. Time waits for no coffer. Oh. <laughs> Coming up on today's show, how unbelievers wish we'd share our faith. Plus, the latest news, random facts, and a battle. But first, it is March 7th, and we got a couple holidays to celebrate today, don't yep, we? Yep, just two. I like it when there's only two holidays. I don't know why. Uh, today's National Be Heard Day. You heard? Be heard. Be heard. With purred. Not like a, a herd of cattle. <coughs> not, not... Not be a herd. <laughs> be heard. <laughs> that means speak loudly. Speak up. And it's National Cereal Day. Hey! You know, cereal has lost a bit of its uh, luster. Did you hear the other news story about pizza this week? Yeah, you, yeah. we actually told it last week. Oh, that's week. right, we did. We talked about it last week. Boom. I forget. I've told a lot of people about it. <laughs> You know that just goes pizza around. Pizza is health food now. <laughs> Did you hear? Don't you remember when they made pizza a vegetable in schools? Pizza counts as a vegetable because of the tomato sauce. Did they really? <laughs> so, this is not where I thought we were going with National Pizza Day. It's not National Pizza Day. <laughs> cereal Day. Cereal Day. National Cereal Day. Um, but I thought... Like, part part of the good that the Obamas did during their time in presidency was to make school lunches better, better for kids. Yeah, I agree. Um, my kids come home every day, and they're like, just my boys, they're middle schoolers. Can we have something to eat? I only had a burger for lunch. Well, why didn't you get fries with it? They don't have fries. It's just a burger. What? There's no sides? No. And if you want a piece of fruit, then it's a brown banana. (laughs) I'm so done with these school lunches. Wow. Granted, my kids don't have to pay for them. They're free here (laughs) in Clovis. But at the same time, like, it should be quality lunch. Why are they guess, only getting like a main? They're not getting green beans or corn. That's what I'm, I can remember getting the square pizza with a thing of corn and then a thing of applesauce. And you're positive that there's not that kind of stuff? Both of my boys are in two separate lunches. Yeah. Because there's A lunch and B lunch. Yeah. They're in separate lunches and they both said the same thing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Boys are complete opposites. I don't think this is the one thing that they're going to agree on. (laughs) If they both hate green beans. No, but that's the thing. Cannon really likes vegetables. (laughs) Well, I don't remember. uh, I don't think I ever ate the lunches in junior high, middle school. But I did. You're the reason why my kids don't have good lunches. Because... (laughs) Your class, your graduating class, didn't eat the vegetables, mm-hmm. didn't eat the food. But, so but the hold schools... on. But in, in high school, though, like they had a dope salad bar. That's what I've heard. The stuff. high school has Good a really food. nice salad bar. Yeah. And they have a place for a salad bar mm-hmm. in the middle schools. But they don't use it? But they don't use it. It's just full of brown bananas. Brown bananas. <laughs> Anyway, cereal. <laughs> Sorry. That was... what's, what's your favorite new cereal? New cereal? Yeah, there's been like 18 of them come out this year, this past year. I don't eat cereal. There was Sour Patch Kids cereal. Ew. Yeah. Tastes like Sour Patch Kids candy. That's yet, disgusting. Most people who try it say it's pretty good. <laughs> they say it's weird, but it works. I really want to try it. But I don't feel confident enough to buy an entire box of it. <laughs> That's gross. Right? <laughs> I can't. I. We're going to have to buy a box and try it live on the show. Oh, gosh. I feel like that's what we got to do. I don't like cereal because I, <laughs> I can't eat milk. So... We'll get you some soy milk. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Cinnamon Toast Crunch and Frosted Mini Wheats. Those are my... Ugh. Favorite, I, I favorite cereal. Frosted mini weeded out. 
I could go my whole life without eating frosted oh, mini wheats. I love frosted mini wheats. I had them so much, and then of course with Wick with the kids, mm-hmm. that's one of the three cereals that everybody in the family likes. So we've had a bunch of those. Just never again. I'm done. Also, oatmeal squares. Oatmeal. Have you ever squares. had those? They're from Quaker. No. And they look like miniature frosted mini wheats without. They look oh, like miniature okay. I know what you're mini about. wheats. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um. I like an old people cereal a lot. <laughs> raisin bran? Oh, yeah, I do love raisin bran, but that's not <laughs> technically an old people cereal. The old people cereal is crackling oat bran. It's one of those Never even heard It's of one it. of those staples that stay on the top shelf right next to the grape nuts, you know, it's one of grape those weird nuts. things. Grape nuts. That's a old people yeah. cereal. I've tried liking that. I don't like that. But yeah, crackling oat bran. They're just little little oat uh they're thick oat o's. They're not like Cheerios. They're like Okay. They're like almost granola O's. Well, I think I have seen it. But uh, and they're slightly sweet. They're really good. I mean, they're really good. Hmm. But they're just not popular. But they're popular enough to stick around. And I'm pretty sure it's the over eighty crowd that's keeping me. I'm sure it is. <laughs> but yeah, try it. There's no. It's like three bucks a box because they don't make family size versions because the whole family ain't gonna eat it. <laughs> Noted. Here's my question. Yeah. Can it sit in milk for a while and still taste good? Yeah. I mean, it'll get soggy. Yeah. Uh, about the same speed as most cereals. But even soggy, it tastes pretty good. I think that's why I like Frosted Mini Wheats and yeah. Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Because they can sit in milk for a Cinnamon while. Cinnamon Toast Crunch really lasts. Yeah. Yeah, well, Frosted Mini Wheats do too, I guess. But uh, yeah, Cinnamon Toast Crunch lasts longer than you think it will. Yeah. I really liked... Uh, Pops when I was a kid. Did you mm, eat the corn like pops? Corn pops, yeah. yeah. Those were mm-hmm. good. They were my favorite as a kid. Honey smacks, I like those too. I don't like Fruit Loops. Never no, have. Yeah. I like Fruity Pebbles. I don't like Fruity Pebbles. Don't like Fruit Loops. I don't like any of the cocoa cereals. Cocoa Pebbles, Cocoa Puffs, I don't like those. No. Uh, I don't like the <laughs> S'mores or the Reese's for the same reason. Um... I never liked the. I tried the Oreo O's when they first came out. I didn't like those. Um, yeah, there's a lot I didn't like. Apple Jacks I liked. Uh, no. That was like cinnamon Fruit Loops. See, I like them as a snack, just by not themselves as, not in, milk. in a Ziploc bag. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, but I think my favorite cereal, absolute favorite cereal, is that Post Selects. Banana nut bread. Uh, you where do you thing. come up with these Ooh, cereals? This is no, this is amazing cereal. It's it's flake. I believe you. It sounds it's like, good. It's like banana flavored corn flakes, or it might be oat flakes or something. But uh, and it comes with walnuts in it, and you know it's cinnamon mixed into. Oh gosh, it's so good. It's sounds expensive good. though. It's like. A small box for six bucks. I mean, it's that's why I don't get it all that often, but it is amazing. <coughs> Banana nut. Banana nut bread. Post selects, I think, is what it's called. Cereal. Huh. Very good stuff. Also, one of them huh. top shelf, off to the side, away from all the colorful kid cereals. So you got to get the gourmet cereal, mm-hmm. apparently. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Ooh, we've been talking about cereal for a long time. <coughs> well, you know. <laughs> Hey, if you love what we do here on the Back Row Morning Show, which is talk about cereal for hours, uh, or the Back Row or Back Row Radio as a whole, uh, please consider partnering with us on Patreon. Uh, Patreon is a service that lets you give to a ministry or program that you enjoy or that you think is important on a monthly basis. Uh, you just sign up, tell them how much you want to give, and they'll take care of it for you each month, and it keeps those ministries Running and growing, and that's the point that we're at. Uh, we have grown to the point where uh, it's going to cost a lot more really soon for us to keep doing what we're doing. Uh, we don't want to have to scale back, um, but you know, the more people that listen to the radio station, the more it costs us in licensing, licensing and uh, the more we, music we want to add to the station, the more that costs as well. And so as we grow, we're going to have to pay more, and we need more help uh, more people partnering with us because, uh, frankly, we just can't afford to do it out of pocket for the rest of our lives. Uh, so 
We're at about one sixth of our goal. If you can donate, you know, donate as much as you want. We're not going to put a limit on it, but <laughs> but even just as little as uh, five bucks a month will go a long way to help us. Uh, and uh, whatever we have left over, we'll work towards curing Megan's cough. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, visit us on Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash radio. You can find the link at the very bottom of the page at com as well. And uh, we, we, we'd appreciate it. You know, give it a consideration. But now it's time for Onion, Not Onion. Bum, bum, bum. Instead of our normal news break, we have got a couple situations of two headlines. One of them is real. One of them is an onion story. Mo's going to guess which one is real. You can play along at home. Are you ready? Ready. First headline. NASA frantically announces mission to Earth's core after accidentally launching rocket upside down. Or funeral firm assures investors more people will die this year, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going with the funeral firm. Of course. Uh, better vaccination and a mild <laughs> flu season kept more Australians alive last year. But spare a thought for those in the industry of death. Reports Benshin Sierbert. is a real Australian name right there. Okay. Funeral service company InvoCare says soft market conditions, namely a lower number of deaths, impacted their bottom line in 2018. But it is told investors that the market is normalizing and more Australians will probably die this year. <laughs> That's what the market normalizing means for well. those in the funeral industry. <laughs> People are dying. InvoCare is the parent company of White Lady Funerals and Simplicity Funerals, each of which runs three funeral homes in Adelaide uh, and owns several funeral service, memorial, and cremation businesses across Australia, New Zealand, and Singapore. Uh, improved trading in the Australian funeral business in the final three months of 2018 and January 2019 is pointing towards the market normalizing, and deaths per year are expected to grow by 50% by 2034. Their... Uh, <laughs> their message to their shareholders reads. Uh, the report also reads death volumes were lower in Australia due to a mild winter and effective flu vaccinations. <laughs> Calendar 2018 saw unusually low number of deaths down an estimated 3.1% on 2017. Two consecutive years of reduced deaths is rare, which last occurred in 1990 and 1991. Isn't this such a strange story? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> <laughs> any other industry, shop out any other industry, it would be normal. But this industry is specifically having to assure its investors, don't worry, people, people are going to be dying die. a lot more this year. We're yeah. sure of it. There ain't going to be three years in a row where people ain't dying. And it's like they're upset that we had a mild winter and the flu vaccine worked this year. I mean, <laughs> darn. <laughs> there is truly a silver lining for every story. <laughs> And this is just death's silver lining. <laughs> it's 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 like that thought of uh, doctors. You know, do doctors want people to become healthier? Because then there will be less need for doctors, and they might make less money. Or why have I never thought about that? <laughs> Conspiracy theory time. Yes. <laughs> Now you will never trust another prescription your doctor gives you. What's in this? I already don't <laughs> trust prescriptions that my doctors give me. And it's been proven already that my husband's doctors gave him two medicines that counteracted each other. <laughs> For like months, right? Uh, yeah. Like a long time. Almost a year. <laughs> Almost an entire year. Take these two things. You can have a lot of side effects and neither of them are going to work because... <laughs> They cancel each other out. It's exactly what happened. You get all the side effects, none of the benefits. <laughs> True story. Oh, man. That's fun. Oh, all right. <laughs> Next set of uh, Onion, Not Onion headlines. Uh, first headline, engineers still unable to produce styrofoam cup without little center nubs sticking out from the bottom. Or there's a big cloud of foul-smelling gas floating above Uranus. 
Really? <laughs> really? <laughs> I so hope it's about Uranus. Seasons and weather events are not an exclusive feature on Earth. Many objects in our solar system experiencing changes as they move around the sun. And while seasons last for months on Earth, on other planets, they can last decades. Space probes and the Hubble Space Telescope have kept an eye on the planets. And the telescope has recently discovered some new features on Uranus and Neptune. In observations collected over the last few years, Hubble has expanded our knowledge of Uranus's polar vortex and discovered a new dark storm on Neptune. These interplanetary weather forecasts are part of other of the Outer Planet Atmosphere's Legacy, or OPAL, a long-term project that hopes to understand the decades-long changes on these two ice giant planets. Uranus's polar vortex looks like a vast, bright cloud that covers most of the planet's North Pole. Planetary scientists believe that this unique feature formed as a result of the extreme tilt of the planet. Due to colossal impact, the planet rotates almost on its side, and for this reason, during Uranus's summer, the sun shines almost directly over the North Pole without ever setting. The planet is now getting into midsummer, and the polar cap is becoming more prominent, a strong indicator of seasonal var- variation. Uranus is also uh, sporting a compact methane ice cloud visible near the edge of the polar cap and a thin band of clouds just north of the equator. It's unclear how the features persist given the strong winds present present on both Uranus and Neptune. Yeah, giant methane cloud. Somebody <laughs> right had a Uranus. lot of fun writing that article. <laughs> I, I particularly love that they found a lot of new features on Uranus as of lately. <laughs> So happens with age. <laughs> we can't help it, okay? Decades long. I problems. couldn't help but picture a giant butt the whole time you were reading that article. <laughs> you know, the key to comedy <laughs> is, uh, is no, subtlety. We've here, talked about this before. Your key to comedy is not my key to comedy. We've had this very discussion. Go so, back and so listen. So you be subtle. I'm going to say but really loud. I'm, but. I'm just telling you where I was coming from from a personal standpoint. Literally why I had to lay my head down while you were reading it. Oh, goodness. Coming up later in the show, how to share your faith according to the unsaved. Stick around. Back to the Back Row Morning Show here on this uh, Thursday. We are glad to have you with us. Uh, me and Mo in the studio. Uh, me is Matt, by the way, if you don't know my name. Now you Matt! <laughs> and uh, we've got some facts coming our way, don't we? We do. Does we? Some factual facts. <laughs> are you ready? <laughs> Lay them on me. <laughs> Stop laughing at me. Uh, Number one, human DNA begins to degenerate at about 55 years old. That's the correct word, right? Pronunciation of the word. Degenerate. It's not degenerate. No. Some people might become degenerates at 55 years old. (laughs) DNA just turns bad at 55. They start smoking, start getting tattoos. I'm so tired. Um, There is a note in the end credits of Frozen stating that Disney does not support the consumption of boogers. It's true. I've seen it. I appreciate that note. (laughs) My children have not eaten their boogers because of it. Uh, Number three, butterflies use their tongues like drinking straws. I knew that. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, this is your segment, so I would would hope you knew. 
Just kidding. She doesn't write any of these. She doesn't <laughs> I gather do nothing. Them. She doesn't even pre-read them. She learns as we learn. <laughs> Sometimes I pre-read five seconds before I read. Um, after 74 years of production, Kodak stopped selling 35 millimeter color film in 2009. Yeah, man. Film's just going the way of the dodo these days. Do you know? It's really just like professional photographers and that's it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, they still sell the little click, wind, 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 yeah. wind, click, wind, wind, disposable ones. Yeah. There was a couple in, like just a couple of them, hanging in the BX near Christmas. And so we're the kids and I are walking through there, the kids, Chris and I, and the boys are like, it's on the same aisle as like the Apple products, the chargers and mm. whatnot. Of course, that has their attention. The boys see the disposable cameras hanging there and ask us, what in the world are these things? <laughs> and I got all kinds of nostalgic, like explaining to them, it's a camera. And they're like looking at it, trying to examine it. Well, where do you see the picture? No, you have to turn it in and pay before you even see the pictures. Could be out of focus. Could have been off the whole time. You don't know. Yep. Could have been a picture of your foot. Yeah. And you have no idea. (laughs) Yeah. I used to, gosh, I used to take those on every youth trip, every everything. Everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. I got a lot of good pictures. yeah, Yeah. My first time on an airplane, I took one and... The lady that was sitting in front of me was not as thrilled about my first time on an airplane and wanting to document it as I was. So you were just clink, chink, 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 clink, chink, 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 chink. And she's just like, no, no, if that's all that she did, it would have been okay. But she turned around in her seat and told me to put my camera away that I didn't need to be taking that many pictures. <laughs> and I was a teeny tiny little 14 year old and I was with, yeah, <laughs> my parents were not with me on the trip. I was terrified, thought I was going to die. She should have just taken a picture of her. <laughs> Do you know how many times I've thought about that? <laughs> You know how you have those shoulda, coulda, woulda, like, situations? Yeah. I've gone back and rethought that situation and been like, man, that would have been the perfect thing to do. You always miss the great opportunity. Right? Okay. And lastly, as many as 60 tribes remain largely uncontacted in the Amazon or live in voluntary isolation. Yeah. It's crazy. There are a lot of people that still live like African tribal kind of lifestyles. Yeah. What is the word? Hmm. There's a word. And it just like, it was right there. I don't know. (laughs) And now it's gone. Uh, But yeah, that's, it's just strange that there are people like that. People that don't even know (coughs) electronics exist. And yeah, it's just strange. On this planet with us. People that have never tasted pizza or even know it exists. You think about that? I think that we... How like, sad that is. <laughs> what are you trying to say, Mo? I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. I really don't. Like, at first I was like, good for them. Way to, like... I think I want to live in isolation from now on. But then you started putting it into perspective of pizza. (laughs) Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What? (laughs) I don't. No bagel bites? No nothing? (laughs) No. No Totino's pizza rolls? Um, And now I'm like fighting back the urge to say we need to take their children from them because they are abusing them. (laughs) This is child abuse and neglect. It's... I don't know. I don't know. I mean, they survive, obviously. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I guess. I don't know. I don't know either. I I mean, there are still tribes out there that hurl spears at helicopters that are flying overhead. Really? That freak out. Yeah, like that happened a couple years ago, I remember. Aborigine. Is that the word? Aborig- oh, I mean, that's a that's a certain 
that's a certain tribe, I think. Oh. In Australia or New Zealand or something like that. Oh. I'm pretty sure. Never mind. I don't really know. Uh, but anyway, yeah. Weird facts today, man. <laughs> hey, I liked my facts. Ugh, speaking of weird facts, <coughs> I think there's a spider in my shirt. Shut up. Because I keep finding weird bite bumps all over me. Okay. Oh. I'm not going to look in your shirt, so you're going to have to excuse have to, yourself well, and go take your shirt off take my shirt and off. figure it out. I'll get through this segment first, because if it's there, it's been there all day. <clears throat> so, let's play a game. <laughs> Today, there's a spider in your shirt, and you are just absolutely cool with it. Currently, there could or could not be. It's, 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 uh, what's that thing? The... Where the cat's in a box and you don't know if the cat's alive or dead until you open it. So until you open it, it's both. So currently there is and is not a spider in my shirt until I actually see it. <laughs> Let's play a game. We're playing Joel Osteen or Fortune Cookie today. Where we'll be reading a quote that is either a tweet from Joel Osteen or a fortune cookie. <coughs> S- simple enough, right? Sure. All right. It's not for the title, because Mo has yet to beat me in anything to earn her right to go for the title. <laughs> if I beat you in this, though, <laughs> then, then I earn my one. right yeah. as soon to as battle you, beat, you. As soon as you beat me once, you earn your right. All right. Here we go. I hate that rule. That's such a dumb rule. <laughs> Happiness is not the absence of conflict, but the ability to cope with it. Is that Joel Osteen or Fortune Cookie? Happiness is not the absence of conflict. Okay. I'm thinking Osteen. The correct answer is fortune cookie. Stupid. Next. You're not responsible for other people's happiness. You are responsible for your own happiness. Joel Osteen or fortune cookie? Osteen. Correct. Good job. All right, number three. Take time to make a difference. Think about how you can make somebody else's life better. Joel Osteen or Fortune Cookie? These all seem too long to be a fortune cookie. I'm going to make all kinds of noises when you're thinking. <laughs> well, I, got, I can't gonna have dead air. Cookie. That's the reason. <laughs> uh, fortune Cookie? You are wrong. It was Joel Osteen. <laughs> Number four. Avoid focusing on the negative aspects of the past. Joel Osteen or Fortune Cookie? <coughs> fortune Cookie. Joel Osteen or Fortune Cookie. Correct. All right. You can just as easily talk yourself out of your dream as you can talk yourself into it. Joel Osteen or Fortune Cookie? Osteen. You are correct. When you can't naturally feel upbeat, it can sometimes help to act as if you did. Joel Osteen or Fortune Cookie? Osteen. Uh, Wrong. Fortune Cookie. (laughs) To affirm is to make firm. Joel Osteen or Fortune Cookie? Mm, 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 mm. Mm, 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 mm. This doesn't even make sense. <laughs> Osteen. <laughs> no, it was a fortune cookie. That just doesn't... That... <laughs> Didn't ask you if it made sense. I asked you if it was true. Or if it was Joel Osteen or fortune cookie. Not true. <laughs> I don't know if it's true or not. No, it's not true because it doesn't make sense. <laughs> All right, number eight. True greatness is not how bright you shine, but how bright you make others shine. Joel Osteen or Fortune Cookie? Oh, (laughs) gosh. Osteen. Uh, Correct. Good job. Number nine. Somebody needs your encouragement. Somebody needs to know that you believe in them. Joel Osteen or Fortune Cookie? Osteen. You are correct. Last one. The best things in life aren't things. Joel Osteen or Fortune Cookie? Fortune Cookie. Good job. All right. <coughs> bringing it on that one. So you got one, two, three, four, five, six correct. Whoop, whoop. All right. Hit continue and we'll go with the next ten for me. <coughs> okay. 
You will produce what you are continually seeing in your mind. Bo. Olstein? Osteen. Olstein? Yes, that's correct. Yay! Uh, judge each day not by the harvest you reap, but by the seeds you plant. Oh, that sounds a little too on the nose for Osteen, so I'm going to say fortune cookie. <laughs> correct. Yeah, buddy. Uh, what? Is that all of them? Yeah. Uh-oh. <laughs> Um, let's go back and see if we'll give us some more. Uh, can't just be 14 or 12. 12. Yeah. 12. I can't count. Um, dang. Yeah, it can. It's the same 14. All right. Let's see if we can find another one. Hold on for one more day. Things will go your way. Hold on for one more day. Oh, farts. Um, That's my favorite karaoke song. This, right? Somebody else. I know that there is pain. Would you hold on for one more day? And you... um, bum, bum, bum. Wow. How is this all there is? Hold on There's got to be more. Oh, gosh. Break free, break from the chain. Uh, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. I didn't want to go through them all. Someday, because I was afraid that I would learn them and memorize them. This is dumb. <laughs> this is so dumb. Everything I click on just leads me to the exact same game. Why are there not more? Why are there not more of these? Oh! Don't you know? Don't you know? This is the worst thing that's ever happened. Things will go your way. Oh, no. Oh, man. I wonder if our listeners even know who that what that song is. Hold on. Uh-huh. Who is that by? Oh, jeez. Okay. Well. <laughs> the first person to message Matt right now and tell him who Hold On is by... We'll get a sticker. Uh, except. Except what? I don't listen to my phone. Wait. Okay. Hold on. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Dang it. It doesn't tell you. No. <coughs> All right. You know what? Game. Game over. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I lose because I only got two right. So, you get to challenge me next week. This is so dumb. Seriously, in all of the internet, there's only 12 of oh, these. Yeah, that, look, we've I almost ma- said 14. We've, we've, <laughs> ma- <laughs> we've made more in our previous things. We right? have. So, that's what we're going to have to do. Yeah. Next week, you're going to have to create 10, and I'm going to have to create 10. Aye, aye, aye. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Dang. All right. Well, I'm sorry, everybody. I'm sure that was lackluster. That was a bust. <laughs> hey, they got to hear me sing. Yeah, okay. <laughs> what a what a prize! <laughs> don't don't hurl full wine bottles at me, please. All right. If I had a full wine bottle, I would never hurl it at you. Your child is the only one who breaks wine bottles. <laughs> Story for another time. When we come back, (laughs) how unbelievers wish we'd witnessed to them. Ah, Train wreck. (laughs) Man.
Back Row Morning Show. We're glad to have you with us on this Thursday, and it is the third hour, which means we like to tackle a topic. And our topic for today uh, comes from an article from the Facts and Trends blog by Aaron Earls. Aaron Earls, that's his name. Aaron Earls. And the article is titled, Tips from Non-Christians on Sharing Your Faith. So it goes on to say, while Christians say that they want to exude confidence in their conversations with people from other faiths, (laughs) non-faiths... Non-Christians don't have the same hopes for their talks with Christians. A Barna study on evangelism found practicing Christians go into faith conversations with different expectations than do non-Christians or lapsed Christians, those who identify as Christians but haven't attended church within the past month. Uh, Practicing Christians are more likely to list qualities like being confident in sharing their own perspective, 58%, uh, exhibiting a vibrant faith of their own, 57%, and helping others have a spiritual experience of God for themselves, 53%. Yet all those attributes are further down the list for non-Christians and lap Christians. Uh, lapsed, not lap Christians, lapsed Christians. Your words are running together. They really this are. Article. Yet all of those attributes are further down the list. For non-Christians and lapsed Christians. There we go. (laughs) Uh, Among adults who are not practicing Christians, the most desired trait of a faith conversation partner is someone who listens without judgment. So they want someone who will listen to them without judgment. More than 6 in 10, 62% say that describes someone they would talk to uh, about matters of faith. However, only 34% of non-Christians and lapsed Christians say that describes practicing uh, okay. Only 34% of those people say that that describes practicing Christians that they know. So this is the kind of person they would want to talk to, but they don't know a lot of people that are like that. A lot of practicing Christians who would listen without judgment. Christians seem to recognize the disconnect. Three quarters of practicing Christians, that's 76%, uh, say a person who listens without judgment is gifted at sharing their faith, but only 44% believe that's true of themselves. Similarly, half of adults who aren't practicing Christians, 50% exactly, say that they want someone who doesn't force a conclusion, and only 26% see that trait in Christians that they know. More than half of practicing Christians, 54%, say someone who doesn't force conclusions is skilled at evangelism, yet only 41% say that that describes them. More than 4 in 10 non-Christians and lapsed Christians say that they want to talk about faith with someone who allows others to draw their own conclusions, but only 22% say that describes Christians that they know personally. And among practicing Christians, around half say that someone who is gifted at sharing their faith demonstrates interest in other people's stories, uh, 56%, or asks good questions, 44%. But few believe that they demonstrate that interest or pose good questions, 39% and 26% (laughs) respectively. So that was a lot of numbers Mm -hmm. we threw at you. Um, However willing they may be, Christians' ability to witness for Christ may be impeded by the simple fact that they don't have meaningful relational connections with non-Christians or that the conversational skills necessary to talk meaningfully about their faith are also absent in them. So... Let's go back and kind of draw out what these were, what these were. Uh, Non-Christians or lapsed Christians prefer, largely prefer someone who listens without judgment, someone who doesn't force their own conclusions, and where's the other one? Someone who... uh, Demonstrate interest in other people's stories and ask mm-hmm. good questions. And most of them, most of the non-Christians and lab Christians say that they don't know a lot of Christians like that. And most believers don't think that they are that type, are of, that person. type of person. So that's, that's a, <coughs> they're in agreement, <laughs> it appears, for the most part. So, hey, <laughs> we can all agree. <laughs> we're, we're doing bad. We're not doing great. Um, so this is probably one of my weaker skill sets, uh, talking to non-believers because I spent far too much of my early life arguing with non-believers like online, taking it like it was, (laughs) it was my ministry to try and shut someone else down, 
you know, just that dumb, <laughs> dumb mindset. And I'm sorry if this is you out there, if you are the one that goes and argues with everybody online, but you need to be told it's dumb. <laughs> what are you going to say, Mel? Ouch. <laughs> Well, I can only say that because I've fallen into that trap so many times, dozens and dozens and dozens of times, and I still to this day have to really fight myself to not let myself do that. To the point where I have typed out entire responses to people and then promptly deleted it before I push send. Backspace, 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 all the way back. Because, gosh, I just can't, I can't let myself become that person again because I'm good at it. I, uh, I'm good at belittling other people. <laughs> no, you're just a good arguer. True. I am great. <laughs> <laughs> List other ways that I'm great. No. <laughs> I don't think that's exactly what I five, said. Five but... facts with Mo about how great I am. <laughs> what other things am I good at? <laughs> no one's head is larger than yours. <laughs> Literally. I have a very big head. And figuratively. I have to buy special hats. <laughs> um, I forget what I was going to say. I'm sorry, I threw you off. He really did. Arguing on the internet. That's what we were talking about. Did you have something to say there? Oh, I, you know, I was just going to say, you're a better person than me for deleting them. <laughs> because what I do on a good day when I don't hit send is copy paste and save them <laughs> so that at a later date Keep I can go back uh-huh, and I can be like, look at this argument that I had. <laughs> I never sent it to the person, but I had a really good point. You know what? <laughs> I've done that with a couple things. I, still have, <clears throat> I have one like abortion argument that I have saved yeah. on my computer. <laughs> you don't want to forget the when point you, that you, you made. Yeah, when you word it perfectly. <laughs> yeah. And there's just like no way that they're going to be able to come back with that. You got to save it. Yeah, you yeah. got to save it. For, <laughs> if for nothing else but posterity, it's got to be there. Listen, <laughs> when we die and our kids look back on our computer, they'll be like, dang. Look how smart she was. <laughs> She was not only smart, but she was humble because she never yelled any of these viewpoints at us. She just typed them on the computer and saved them. <laughs> oh. But yeah, I am I am terrible at these things. I'm not really great about uh, sharing my personal faith one-on-one. When it's like at CR and I'm sharing my testimony and I'm yeah. talking about what God did for me and how... I feel like I'm much better at that because I'm good at public speaking. I'm not great at private speaking. Yeah. When it's one-on-one, I get almost almost in a panic mode where I just can't get my words straight. Uh, I, everything that I want to say comes out the wrong way. Yeah. And I think I might come off as judgmental mm-hmm. when I don't mean to. Um, and I don't really know exactly how to combat that how do i fix that in myself you know is it just practice possibly (laughs) but then i feel like do i want to practice on other people and possibly be their one connection to christianity (laughs) and ruin it and they'll never go to the church no you have those conversations with yourself don't act like you don't do that you have conversations with yourself all the time okay hypothetical talk to yourself in the shower uh, yeah. Shower arguments. That's not even the most awkward place that I talk to myself. Well, that's the more that's the normal place. Isn't exactly. It? That's where you go to win arguments <laughs> that you lost. In the past. It's probably a little. I should have said this. Concerning that I just walk around my house doing chores while having an ongoing <laughs> conversation with myself. So if someone were to say this to me, this will be my argument. <laughs> and. And you got to be ready for it. Exactly. I have to know what I'm going to say. For all situations. Uh, yeah. In the shower or driving alone in the car. Yeah. Those are the two times that you just practice what you're going to say if it arises. Mm-hmm. Yep. All the time. Oh, man. 
Yeah, and it doesn't help that we live in such a time where everything is politically charged these days. I feel like it's it's almost near impossible to have this kind of conversation without that overarching fear of offending somebody mm-hmm. politically or um, politically correct wise. You know, just right. just being being offensive without meaning to. Uh, because Christianity is offensive to a lot of people. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just it just by by its very nature. And uh, when you have people that don't understand, you know, why we can't just change what we think about, you know, topic A to fit with the culture, like, well, that's kind of what the whole thing's about. Yeah, about doing what what uh, God said was right, even when everybody else says it's wrong. And uh, then you start sounding judgmental, like I did just there. <laughs> well, because we know better. Because <laughs> we're you. better than you. That's not what I mean. No. I didn't, uh, that's not what I was going to say. That's <laughs> uh, not where I was going with this. But now we're here. I mean, it's true. You, you, but... you know how I really feel, but... <laughs> See, I feel, I feel like I fall into that trap too, too, too often, uh, where I slip into being accidentally offensive. Yeah. Um, to the point where it makes me not want to have conversations like that at all. Yeah. Uh, but especially over the internet. Honestly, I don't think you should get into any kind of discussion like that over the internet that's not brought to you first. Like, if someone comes to you with questions, Sure. But I don't think you should go out seeking conversations or debates or whatever and then try to change that person because that person's already going to be in a defensive mind state when you talk to them. Sure. They're going to feel attacked. Yeah. Um, and I feel like too many people think that that's their mission field. <laughs> like, I'm just going to go uh, door knocking on everybody's I- IP addresses. <coughs> on everybody's <laughs> Facebook page. Yeah. Oh gosh. You know Facebook stuff. We might, drives me nuts. You and me both, my <laughs> friend. You and me both. I gotta tell you though, I'm not a fan of this article. Okay. And the reason that I'm not a fan of this article is because it comes from a standpoint that if I were to actually be this way, then a non believer would be more willing to listen to me and and open to what I have to say. And in at the end of the day, Every non-believer that I've approached who is offended by Christianity, it doesn't matter if I'm kind, if I'm politically correct, if I'm understanding, they're offended because they're convicted. And so... Sure, yeah. Um, (laughs) I I think this article, though, is, is specifically trying to talk about of those that would be open to these kind of conversations. I think you're absolutely right that if if they're coming from a a pers- perspective of I'm already offended by Christianity and don't want to have this discussion, yeah. then yeah, that's the difference is going to be negligible when it comes to one way or the other. Um, but I think when it comes to people who are actually open to hearing another side, um, which there's got to be more out there than what we perceive on the internet. So I'm sitting here thinking <laughs> there are those kind of people. Like I was unaware they existed. The internet would have you believe <laughs> that on the non-Christian side, there's only the offended uh, SJWs out there that hate everything Bible version, and the only Christians out there are the either extremely bigoted, racist, or stupid. Ones that believe or that the earth is flat. hypocritical ones <laughs> who have been caught in a thousand and two lies. Oh, so, gosh. yeah, I guess that's very true. We need more normal people <laughs> speaking up. Like, and I, yeah, I think that's also what this article is saying. Is I think both sides just want to be normal people. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just have a normal conversation. Right. Without all the pretext and all the weird stuff. <laughs> That I can agree with. That yeah, because I would really love to stop being lumped into the category of stupid Christians, right? Crazy Christians. That's what I'm going to start calling them. Everyone that's ever invited on the news. Yes, <laughs> yes. 
everybody who's ever asked to give a quote for anything at all. <laughs> I I really begin to wonder where they find Just, said yeah. quotable people. Right. <laughs> they ask for applications and sort through the the best of the worst and choose that way they find the wackiest people that have written books that say the wackiest things and justify that as they're an expert because they wrote a book sure <laughs> hundreds so they should definitely be on our show <laughs> right representing all christians i remember one i watched one newscast where they had brought on a, a christian and i don't remember what the top topic was i think it was homosexuality or something um but it was, you know, they were supposed to be reacting to a certain story about what happened to, that's what it was. Uh, like a homosexual was like uh, attacked or something like that by another church member or something and, and kicked out. And and uh, the article, the whole thing was, shouldn't they have been allowed to sit in church and, and uh, you know, listen? They weren't, it wasn't like they were protesting anything or whatever. They just came to the church and they weren't allowed to be at the church. And so they brought on this Christian and they brought on this uh, homosexual non-believer and they were supposed to be in opposing <laughs> sides. And so the news uh, news guy you know, goes to the non-believer first and non-believer says, yeah, this was an absolutely horrible thing. I mean, we understand that, that uh, Christians believe a certain way about uh, homosexuals, but that means they're not supposed to be treated like people. And then they went to the Christian expecting a rebuttal. Yeah. And the guy said, yeah, no, I completely agree. I, I don't. I'm not. I don't understand why you have me on here. <laughs> and the the host didn't know what to do, so she just continued with the narrative like he was against it. And so she went back to the other guy really quick and asked that question, and then phrased the question back at them. So why don't Christians believe this? And I was like, No, I think most Christians are on the same page about this. This was a terrible thing. This shouldn't have happened. I mean, we we want people to come into the church, especially people that are in a a uh, subclass that teams uh, tends to be demonized. You know, we want to bring everybody to Christ and, and just, it was the weirdest segment. And so after like the third question of it, not going the way they wanted, they're like, okay, well, we're going to have to wrap this up. Right. <laughs> so it was just a weird segment where they accidentally got a normal, nice Christian on the news and they didn't know what to do. And yet I haven't heard about this. Because it didn't get publicity. <laughs> oh, this was back in like 2004. <coughs> I mean, it was a long time ago. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I did. I watched it live and just going, this is the, yeah. And they definitely didn't re-air it. Because this was on CNN. This was on Headline News. The 24 hour. When it was 24 hours. And they did not repeat that cycle. Of course. <laughs> so, <laughs> of course. Oh, yeah. I just, it's so, and so, you know, that's. I mean, I don't, I guess it's always been that way. It's just, that was kind of when it was really starting to become this 24 hour, uh, we're always in the news cycle. We're always right. learning new things. Everything's terrible all the time. Yeah. Kind of things when we were in high school. At least that's when I became aware of it. It's pretty much 9-11. Yeah. Past. You yeah. know, after that. And, uh... So to just always be bombarded by this mindset of we're enemies and we can't have civil conversations is disheartening. And mm -hmm. I think it stops a lot of us from even trying. You know what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. 100. <laughs> no additional comments. <laughs> I don't have any additional comments. <laughs> well, I guess we'll leave that there um, with the hope that both of us maybe will start working on getting a little better about one-on-one uh, -on -one discussions. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I've so, been burned so many times, though. Well, like, that's, I mean, well, I mean, that comes with the territory, though, I know. doesn't it? I mean, I, I, know. I, mean, I, know I feel I absolutely, selfish saying that. I absolutely like, know what you're saying, because I agree. The one, I remember the one time I really went in on passionately trying to convince somebody and like it you know it ruined the friendship ruined everything we didn't talk or she didn't talk to me for like two years i mean i hated that yeah and so that kept me from doing talking to people for a long time yeah and then uh a few years later she passed away 
And that was the first thing I thought about. Yeah. Was, oh gosh, I should have tried again. Yeah. And uh, I I thought, I <laughs> really hope that she had a better friend than me who was a believer. Yeah. That was willing to talk to her before she died because she was close at one point. She was really close at one point. And to know that I gave it one shot and because it went badly, I yeah. never talked to her about it again, killed me. It still kills me to this day. But at the same time, it still made me afraid of talking to other people. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, even in like CR, I, you know, I, I want to funnel them to somebody else who might be better at it when someone comes to me. Mm-hmm. I think I've only talked to two or three people in the 10 years I've been doing it who are earnestly seeking for like salvation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and all three times I felt like I didn't do it justice, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, well, that's great. Let's talk to, let's talk to pastor over here. Cause he's a professional, yeah, <laughs> professional Christian. He knows what he's talking about. He'll lead you down the right path, you know, cause I'm afraid I'll ruin it. You know, mm-hmm. I ruin that person. I don't know. A lot of deep stuff. I'm going to the deep, deep, sad corner. <laughs> go to the light, Matt. Don't go to the deep, dark, sad place. We have to move on. We do. We have to move on. We do. All right. Are we ready for our... Uh, uh, ask us anything. Ask us anything. Where's the most uncomfortable place you've ever slept? Okay. I have a 100% answer for this. Do you? And it happened last year. What? We, uh, we went camping. And this was the first time in like 10 years that the Vassars have convinced me to go camping with them, my wife's family. Mm -hmm. They go multiple times a year. My wife usually goes with them at least twice a year. And so Deidre and I are there. The kiddos are sleeping in in the RV with them. We are sleeping on an inflatable mattress blown up in the back of their van. Okay. It is July... We are not under a whole lot of trees. There are a lot of trees around, but our specific spot, not covered by trees. The first night, because we're there for like four days. The first night, not only does that mattress not stay inflated enough to the point where every time I need to move, I'm flipping Daedra like a pancake. But it was so unbelievably hot. That I was just, it was, it was like I had fallen into a pool full of sweat to where you're just that (coughs) sticky, slippery, not the watery, slippery, but just that gross. Uh And I'm like on this, I'm up against like the leather uh, sidewall thing of the thing of the car. Ripping my arm off every few seconds. And this thing is just slowly deflating more and more. I'm sliding down to where my feet are hanging off the thing. And I'm desperately trying to just fall asleep and get through this. Mm-hmm. I was up every 10 minutes for eight hours straight. <coughs> just wanting to die. It got to the point where I just got out of the van for a while. Where it was 30 degrees cooler. Yeah. But you couldn't roll the windows down because there were a butt ton of mosquitoes. It was just miserable. I hated it. Daedra hated it. <coughs> we got better about it the, the next two nights because we 30 minutes before we were going to sleep, we would get in there and turn the air conditioner on. Smart. Full blast. But even then, by at least by 5 a.m., we yeah. went back to being miserable. But most of the night, we at least got to sleep. But gosh. And so that has already cemented that plus the butt ton of mosquitoes. Cemented that it'll be at least another 10 years before I go camping again. I I had the <coughs> couple good moments that I really enjoyed, but it's not enough to make me want to go again anytime soon. That's funny. <sighs> what so, about you? My story, funnily enough, is also a camping story. Yeah. <coughs> um, our first spring here in Clovis, some of our best friends from Italy were also stationed here. And so we decided, hey, let's go camping together, get our families together, and we'll go camping. And it was March, and it's our first spring, so, you know, 
it's 65, 70 yeah. during the day, I didn't realize that it gets 30, 25 degrees <laughs> at, at night. night yeah. <laughs> um, like once the sun goes down, it's 30 degrees colder instantly. <laughs> I was unaware of that. So we're camping. We have our kids and we have a huge eight-person tent. So we're all in. Mila's still in diapers. She's tiny tiny little thing we're all in this big camper or in a big tent (coughs) and our friends are in a tent and our tents are facing each other so our front if we open up the front doors we can see each other okay so it's about midnight and it's freezing cold and I can't go to sleep because all that I can think is that my kids are going to freeze to death so I keep checking on them like every few seconds (coughs) they're of course out of it snoring but I can't sleep because I'm terrified they're going to kick the blankets off or (laughs) they're going to roll or something and they're going to freeze in the middle of the night and all of a sudden I hear all this rustling outside so I think we're getting like kidnapped or, or robbed or something to be sure something is happening out there that is not safe for us (laughs) So I wake Chris up. He can hear it. We can hear our friends in the tent across from us rustling around. They obviously hear the noise as well. See their flashlight come on inside their tent. Chris gets his flashlight, opens up the tent right around the same time that they're opening up their tent to find 20 at least raccoons going through all of our food our cooler our bags everything and it's like as soon as the guys opened up the tents the raccoons just took off like all we could see was just feet and bodies just going everywhere so i told chris i said i'm not sleeping out here anymore and i think our friend's wife told him that they weren't sleeping out there anymore Because right around the same time, we have all of our kids in arms and we're walking to their van. Mm -hmm. And we decide we're just laying all the seats down (laughs) and we're all just going to all huddle up in the back of the van and sleep. So you have me and my friend Tiffany and our five kids between the two families in the back, sprawled out across all the seats, laid flat. And then Chris and her husband, Bo, up in the front in the passenger seat. Still freezing. (laughs) And so every hour and a half or so, they turn the van on for 25 minutes (laughs) to turn the heat on so that we could all get warm again. Oh, man. Kids slept through the entire thing, but that was the worst (laughs) camping experience I have ever had. Uh, Ever in my entire life. My second most uncomfortable is, is very similar. I went to, I went with my mom and my dad up to my grandmother's house in Oklahoma. And they, all the beds were taken. It was just an overnight thing. We were just dropping my uh, my mom off, and then my dad and I were driving back. And I just went spur of the moment because my wife was out of town too. She was in uh, Idaho with her family, uh, her grandparents. And so, like, okay, you're gonna have to sleep on the couch. I'm like, okay, that's fine. Well, what I didn't know and what they didn't know at the time, or at least didn't register. Is that my grandmother had a, a live-in home uh, healthcare uh-huh. person? Uh, she didn't live there, but I mean, they always had one in the house, <coughs> including overnight. Yeah. And there's only one room where people congregate. Yeah. And so she's sitting there reading a magazine, and I'm supposed to be asleep. Right. I'm supposed to go to sleep with her just sitting there in the room, mm-hmm. being awake, some yeah, stranger course, I don't know. why not? So I'm like, okay, that's not going to work. I'm, I told my mom, I'm going to go sleep in the car. And so I tried the just laying back in the driver's seat thing, and yeah. that wasn't working. And so I laid the driver's seat or the passenger seat all the way down as I could, and I rolled back into the back seat and kind of had my legs up on the front mm-hmm. seat because I'm too big to just fetal position it in the back seat. <laughs> But, you know, that doesn't go all the way down. Yeah. And so that was awkward. And I had body parts falling asleep, but Mm -hmm. I wasn't falling asleep. Yep. And so, yeah, there was a lot of that. I think I lasted until about 3 a.m. before I just passed out from exhaustion. Yeah. It was a solid 
four or five hours of just this is the worst. Why Miserable. did I come, why did I come on this trip? Yep. <laughs> I wish I had money so I could go stay in a hotel. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Yep. Terrible, <coughs> terrible idea. Yeah. Never sleep in in a vehicle. <laughs> not in, not, not for longer than twenty minutes. No. It's not worth it. It's really not. All right, stick around. We'll be back soon to close out the show. Row Morning Show. Thank you for joining us today and this week. We got your Bible verse and thought for the day. Psalm 139, 23-24 is the Bible verse for the day. It says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts and see if there are any, or there be any grievous way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. And our thought for the day comes from Matt Hammett. Love calls us to give more of ourselves than we ever thought possible. It also calls us to give beyond ourselves where, without God, it would be absolutely impossible. Thank you for joining us this morning. We're here every Monday through Thursday, starting at 7 a.m. Eastern, 4 a.m. Pacific, with an encore presentation at 10 Eastern and 7 Pacific. And if you ever miss one of our shows, you can find all the chatty bits mashed together into a podcast for you over on BackRowRadio.com or most places you can find podcasts. And don't forget to tune in tomorrow for Feel Good Friday as our buddies Donnie and Jordan take over the morning show with their show, You're My Friend and I Trust You. Tune in Saturday morning beginning at 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific for six hours of classic Christian music to cruise to in our Saturday morning cartoons block. And again, at Saturday night, we've got our Saturday night rap block returning Two hours of nothing but the best hip-hop and rap from yesterday and today, starting at 9 p.m. Eastern and 6 p.m. Pacific. Awesome. And don't forget, you can always connect with all aspects of the aspects of the back row by visiting thebackrow.org and join our Meme Pack Facebook group at brbchurch.com. If you love what we do here on the Back Row Morning Show and Back Row Radio in general, please consider partnering with us at patreon.com slash backrowradio. Even just five bucks a month will take us a lot further. Uh, than you may think. Mo, what's the final word? That's a wrap. That's it for today's show. If you need us, we'll be in the back. Bye.